Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This again is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast, and I am excited about this episode because this is part two of our interview with Rick Ginn. I pronounced your name right, Rick? You got it. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> From the Florida market, and he's doing really, really well. Last episode, we talked about the power of the handwritten postcards. We talked about uh, Rick's story and how he got started in the business. Talked about low-hanging fruit and mid-level fruit and how important it is, especially in this market as we're getting more and more competitive how we need to focus on that mid-level fruit. I think we've gotten fat and happy with the low-hanging fruit over the years, at least over the last you know, four, four years, three to four years, right? <laughs> yeah, and definitely. So, and so if we really want to start making consistent money in this business, we need to focus on the mid-level fruit, and that involves more follow-up. And I liked Rick's term uh, that we used before called relentless follow-up. So we're going to touch more on that today. I didn't think we, could, we had enough time, and I had to run out. For, I was late for a meeting and I wanted to get Rick back on. So first, let me tell you guys, if you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, you'll see the show notes and listen to the previous episode that we did with Rick. Go to realestateinvestingmastery.com. And if you've not listened to it yet, go back to part one and listen to that. Also, we talked about, we gave a website on last episode called joelikeshwpostcards.com. If you go to that site, Rick prepared a special report uh, for us with a bunch of really nice extra bonuses on direct mail top secret tips. Rick's been doing the business for a long time, and he's been there, done that. He has that T-shirt, and he's got a lot of really valuable information that he pulled together. He's going to give to our listeners for free. And if you go to JoeLikesHW for handwrittenpostcards.com, JoeLikesHWPostcards.com, Put in your information in there. You'll get access to this free report. And you'll also get some more information on the course that Rick just created that I'm highly, highly, highly recommending, times three, uh, the the course on his handwritten postcard system because it works like gangbusters, like nothing I've ever seen before. So, Rick, welcome back to part two. How are you? I'm uh, great, Joe. I appreciate you having me back on. So, hey, I got a little uh, little feedback on you. I had a, uh, I had a closing today. Oh yeah, um, they actually came by the house and signed it. And this is a neat one. This is from one of my original postcards. The guy kept it on his fridge for two years. Called me out of the blue. It took us about three weeks to put a deal together, but a quick ten k. And once again, I mean, it was from the handwritten postcard two years ago. And a little tip to keep off of that is I keep a lot of marketing numbers active, and this number. I haven't sent a piece of marketing out in like over a year, but I just kept it active. I, I use Vumber quite a bit. Vumber? Yeah. yeah, and I never shut it off. Wow. In the fear someone would call. And I actually forward the line to like one of my realtors to go, hey, this guy's calling something about a postcard. I'm like, give me the give me the phone. And I was in the office. We went out to an appointment. And a little tip, if you have marketing information where you've sent like 500 or more pieces out, mm-hmm. Keep it active. It's worth it because that one phone call, that's 10 grand on an assignment fee. That's amazing. I can't, that's happened to me at least three to five times that I can, can remember right now. Like, um, just got a call. This is a few months ago, but it was a lady. She actually said, Do you remember me? I said, uh, No. She said, Well, I talked to you a year ago about my house and um, I'm just ready to sell it now. Couldn't believe Sometimes, it. Yeah. <laughs> Do not shut off your marketing phone numbers. Right. It cost me about 50 bucks a year to keep it active. So I paid $100 to get 10K, and now I'm scared to death to ever shut it off. So <laughs> I have a good friend along those lines. I have a good friend. Um, his name is Ken, and I think he's in South Carolina, North Carolina. I always get it mixed up. He told the story one time of a – he got this phone call, and it was a church. And the church said, well – you sent a postcard to this lady and she passed away and she uh, gifted the house to the church, to the ministry. Wow. And they didn't want the house anymore, but she kept the postcard in her house file. 
okay? And the postcard said, hey, I want to buy your house. And so the, the church ministry called him and said, are you still interested in buying this house? We'd like to sell it. And it was a smoking hot deal, and you made a ton of money on it. But yeah, oh. point well oh. taken. Keep your phone numbers on your postcards. Hopefully he uh, tis something to the church. So, why? Well, <laughs> that's I. You know what? I, next time I see him, I need to ask him that. Yeah, boy, that, that's because he better that's... have <laughs> exactly. So I'll have to kick his butt if he didn't. Anyway, um, so I, one of the things there were two or three things, Rick. I wanted to just kind of touch base with on this podcast. I wanted to ask you some questions about the script, specifically. Like most of our folks that are listening to this, they take the calls themselves. We mm-hmm. talked before. It's important to you know answer the phone if you can, right? Uh, yeah. You're going to have to work harder than ever to get a deal. And it's important the quicker and sooner that you talk to sellers, the better. So I'd like to ask you some questions about the script. I'd like to ask you some questions on how do you do the follow-up? You talked about before the relentless follow-up. And I also wanted to ask you some questions about the list and okay. what kind of list do you mail? So. First, you know, okay, we talked last time about answering the phone when they call. If it's not you, maybe having an assistant do it or, you know, even maybe if you had to, a virtual assistant from the Philippines. So, but let's say it's you, okay, Rick? Mm -hmm. Uh, You're answering the phone yourself and a seller calls on one of your postcards. What? Give us kind of a quick rundown of what you ask them and what you say to them when they call. Well, the the most important thing and. By the way, for the first two years, I answered every phone call coming in. And I mean, if you're doing under 500 or even 1,000 pieces it, and you got nothing else going on, it, you're, you can only learn from it. And the reason I did it is I wanted to hear everything going on. So if I was ever going to hire someone, I knew what they were going to be dealing with. So we agree if you can do everything right, if you don't answer your phones or you don't call people back, you might as well get out of the business immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well okay. Said. So we're all so excited when the phone rings, and, and I find that people get a little bit overwhelmed. So if on the uh, the the script I gave to all your folks, and it, if you fill in that report, it's just an attachment on there. The first thing you have to do is you have to get in the right uh, frame of mind. You got to be very positive, and you got to smile ear to ear, because I don't care what they say, what their first response is. If they call you, you should be excited. Mm-hmm. It just means you have an opportunity, okay? <clears throat> if you want to take the call live, just answer the phone. And so when they call me, say, hey, Rick, <clears throat> when they call you, the first thing I want to do is I want to get their name. I said, you know, who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? They go, oh, it's John. Hey, John, tell me, is that property you have still for sale? And just kind of go, Obviously, they're typically going to say yes. And I'm going to ask their permission. Are you in the middle of something? Can we talk about this? You want me to call you back? Right away, it's all in the script there. We're trying to gauge their motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times they'll go, hey, no, no, no. I really need to talk to you about this property. When I hear that, I literally going to drop everything I got. And you know that time, have you ever had them call them while you're, you're driving in your car or you're coming back from somewhere else? Pull over. Yeah. Just keep, I keep a yellow pad in my car when I used to do this, and I used to just focus. Now, if you want to step it up from a yellow pad, take your script, photocopy it like 30 times, and just keep it in a binder and just fill it out as you're going in there. I yeah. know this is really old school stuff, but I find if you write it on the back of receipts or little pieces of paper, you're done. I mean, it's going to fall in the crack or you're going to lose it somewhere. So, um, And the main thing is get them. You can go through the script. I'm not going to go through every line. It's just get them. T- tell me a little bit about the property. Yeah. Let them go for, I try not to let them go in a minute because sometimes they won't stop. And you've just got to nicely interrupt them and go, listen, I, if they're going to do one of two ways, it's a really nice property. It's got crown molding. It's got a white picket fence. My husband just waxed the roof or you know how they kind of go on and go, gee, John, I mean, it sounds like a great property. Why would you even consider selling it to me? Mm-hmm. And we just kind of watch the reaction. Or they're going to go, listen, this property is a nightmare. It's, it's been bugging me for a while. And I'm going to go straight into the qualifying questions. How much do you think the property is worth? What do you think it needs? Well, how about why haven't you sold it yet? Exactly. <laughs> well, and on, on the script, 
I gave to everybody, I draw a line through it, and it's right below question number six. At that line, you've got to make a decision if you're going to politely move on or you're going to dive into this customer. And it usually should, you shouldn't be past one minute or you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's really, this is how I train. Um, I use a, uh, I use a uh, live answering service and I train them. And I, I, I mean, those managers know if a call goes over three minutes, I'm, I'm not going to be happy. And, you know, I do it a little bit differently with that, but I mean, there's nobody better than you to answer the phone. I don't know why investors have such a problem. I know we're all busy, but if you have somebody you're working with or somebody has time to answer the phones, the first thing you got to do is just train them. Walk them through your script. Get the people talking about their property. And if they're positive or negative on it, is going to decide which way you go with the questions. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I just hate when investors jump down to the bottom and says, you know, if I paid you all cash... And I close quickly, what's the lowest price you'll give me? I mean, because it's just you got to massage them a little bit harder than that to get an answer out of them. So sure. questions like, what do you think the property would appraise for in today's market? Or, John, what do you think it's really worth? And that way you're not asking them what they want for it, but you're making them kind of justify any type of price. And you're going to find people will spit what they think the house is worth if you ask them a price and they give you the answer, well, I don't know. You call me. You tell me what you think it's worth. And you kind of get into that. You're kind of getting into that fighting. Yeah. So now keep in mind, these scripts are really designed for the low-hanging fruit. I mean, these are the – when the guy – I can tell you, i got to send it to you, Joe. I've got so many recordings of people say, just come over here and pick up this house and get me on my way. Yeah. And, but that's one out of a thousand calls. It just doesn't happen that quickly. So if you go through the script I gave and go line by line and just be a caring human being and be real, you'll have no problem identifying a motivated seller. What I don't want them to do is spend 10 minutes with someone that has no plans on ever selling you the house at any type of discount. So uh, a key question like when I go over to the answering service, since I'm paying per minute, and it's a dollar a minute, by the way, okay? Yep. Just so you guys know, it's going right. My first question is, is your property listed with a realtor? Because hmm. you know why? Because <laughs> in the type of marketing where I do it, the odds of me getting a deal, if it's currently actively listed with a real estate agent, are very, very, very low. And I just play the numbers game. Have I bought them? Yeah, I do different. I call real estate agents and work them together. But I immediately get them off the phone if it's already listed. And I get a report. It's a listed property. If I want to have, but I can't even have realtors really call them back because, you know, there's all sorts of laws that, but I don't want to go through a three-minute script if it's already listed on the market with a real estate agent. So that's one of the qualifying questions we ask when we're doing like a paid script. But I attach the script. I walk through it. I highly recommend if you're just starting out, learn the phones. I mean, the more you understand and the more you know what kind of calls are coming in helps you train. Um, I've done virtual assistance. I've done uh, you know a live answering service, which I use right now. And we still answer the phones about 25% live in our office during office hours. Okay. And... There's something about, you got to understand, Joe, when you get a customer on the phone and they want to talk to you and they really want to sell their house, you have the insight on that deal. You, you don't have to call them back. You can kind of go right into it. What do you think the property's worth? And just set up an appointment and ask them all the qualifying questions and get right into it. So the traditional way where they leave a voicemail, you got to call them back. You understand calling them back, you play a lot of phone tag as well, too. So Sure. So when you're when your call center, and by the way, is this a is this a call center that you recommend to a lot of people? Is it a big national one? Well, I'm uh, I'm within my first month, and and here's my theory on this. Okay, I answered phone for years. I personally love the voicemail system where we screen them on a voicemail. I agree, a motivated seller leaves a message, but I can tell you, <clears throat> there's a whole lot more fruit hanging on that tree on those hangups as well too. 
And I found out it's not as simple as just when you call somebody back on a hangup, you can call it a warm lead, but it's a tough one. I don't know if you ever sat in a room while somebody rips through those phone calls. They're painful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you've got to understand if you're in trouble with your house and you call in today's market, understanding they can call a realtor, they can call an investor, they can call their brother, they can call their sister and their uncle. Everybody knows somebody. They get that bug and they call you. There's something refreshing when somebody answers a phone. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I tell you, outside of real estate, which I don't have to call in a lot, I, I don't put up with voicemail. I don't like automated systems when I call. I want to know that you're a real live person. So uh, right now, there's two services that I would recommend. I've had some painful ones. Um, I use CMS. I think it's the Continental Messaging Service. It's straight up. It's month to month. It's a dollar a minute. Okay. And, and here's what I do is, uh, without getting too technical, we use a call tracking software that I had somebody write this whole software for. And basically, it learns your phone numbers and how to follow you. Don't ask me how all this happens, but we came up with a schedule, and it's pretty amazing. So during like our business hours, when we have somebody answering the phones, from 9 to 2, we answer the calls live. Now, if you ever send out three, five, or 10,000 postcards, you can get 20 calls in the same minute. Mm-hmm. This system can handle the overflow on it, which is really nice. No busy signals, no message. And that's the first way we do it. And then we just go through uh, Continental Messaging Service. They're great. You can check them out online. The nice thing about them is um, I use Podio. Thanks okay. to Joe. Show me how to use it. Is uh, it loads it? We teach them how to uh, upload it, and the leads go right in there. And the okay. best part about it is, you know, we have six qualifying questions, and we try to get have them get through it quickly, and it's all put in there. And so when we're calling people back, it's ready to go. And CMS it actually has been wonderful. Pat Live is another service uh, some of my buddies use, and they've had good success with them as well too. Um, Guys, I'm spending two to three hundred dollars a month. I mean, to me, I get two or three more deals just out of using the service by far. So, why did you decide though? Again, you're using an answering service because you just you have somebody live in your office, but you wanted somebody live to answer after hours, correct? Or when your team is too busy on the phone already, right? Exactly. I mean, there's nothing like somebody on your team answering the phone, but. It gets expensive, and you do have some accountability issues. You want to make sure every call. Um, with CMS, they actually record every call. They capture every one of them. I can log in and look at a daily report and see what the activity was, the average length of the call, how many leads did we get, and I can go in there and reroute the phones if I want to switch them off because I, I learned a couple little secrets doing this. Like People don't – from Past 10 p.m. till about 8 a.m., you have very, very little call activity. And we just learned to do an automated message during that time. You know, uh, we're closed at the time. Uh, you can visit us online. Or if you need to sell your house, immediately push one. And then it routes who's ever working the hotline. Now, if you push that one, you better, you know, it's usually going to someone's cell phone in the middle of the night type of deal. But it's like, at least we have a shot at it. And, and it happens every now and then, but that way we're always in control of the phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not kidding. I mean, I do pretty high volume, and we're doing about three, 360 minutes a month, but that's a dollar a minute. I mean, I've tried with the VAs. It's just, it's just complicated. So the reason I'm doing it, Joe, is because you want to know the reality? Everybody else in my market isn't answering their phone, so it's easy. And then how quickly are you calling them back? And are you calling the hangups, the people who don't leave or leave incomplete information? What we do is we categorize each one of the calls. So um, I have a girl who works for me, which helps with the phone, and she's much smarter than I am with it. But we still call in the hangups. We know the probability on those calls, and we pound away at them. Remember, on the hangups, you only have a phone number. You don't have an email. Um, Half the time you can't text because you don't know if it's a cell phone number. Um, well, I guess you can text, but um, we just, on the hangups, they're still tough. And we find when you answer the phone, the hangups obviously almost go down 80%. Mm-hmm. 
because they talked to someone live. So it helped us tackle that column. I mean, I don't know what percentage of calls you get on hangups, but we were huge. I mean, it was a big number. And I kept scratching my head. I go, do you think there's a deal sitting in theirs? And I go, oh, well, we'll just export all those numbers and we'll, we'll pound them on SMS and we'll, we'll just pound and pound. Well, we had very, very low results. So the $303 or $350 I spent answering the phones has more than made up for what I'm spending. And us as investors, we're all about if I invest $300, how much more of a return and am I going to get all my money? So our hangups, I mean, they're so slim and few, very few hangups. I mean, if we get 20 hangups in a month, I'm shocked. Really? Yeah. And before is literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. So remember, if I got to pay someone to go through all the hangups, I mean, listen, nobody works for free of it. You're going to pay for it one way or the other. Why don't we just spend that money and catch them on the front end and see if we can get some mid-level fruit on there? Yeah, That's you're probably going to have to work a little bit harder on it. So um, then from there, the uh, CMS is excellent at capturing everyone's email. Um, we get their contact phone numbers and we get the property address. Okay. I will tell you one of my qualifying questions is the property listed with a realtor. If the answer is yes, we're directing them to an alternative close. I mean, thank you for your interest. Unfortunately, this time we're not taking any properties that are listed. I, I just can't sit there and spend five minutes and pay five bucks for someone who's got a listed property when I got less than a 3% probability of buying that property. So a little bit different on that. So I've always learned that if we have a motivated seller, they're going to leave a message. And I agree, but I can tell you right now, in the last 38 days I've been doing this, motivated sellers hang up the phone. I promise you they do. And they call realtors, they call lawyers, they call accountants, they call their neighbors, their sisters, and their brothers. So once we have everything, and the nice thing, Joe, is I'm cutting out from having a VA upload everything in the podio. It's all put in there nice and neat for me, ready to go. Right. Now, you can integrate a VA to put in additional information, and, and you can customize that however you want to do it. But you know, I don't think you want your VA answering the phone, and that, that was the problem I had with it. From there, we're setting them up in uh, AWeber, and we're just doing an autoresponder on the emails. I use CallFire for a uh, text follow-up. And then w once a week, we are constantly reaching out to people that we want to get a deal with. So until they absolutely say, Ricky, get me off your list. I never want to talk to you again. I take the philosophy. It's mid-level fruit. And I'm going to go ahead and grab it. We always get the low-hanging fruit. That's never a question. It's just a gift. So the mid-level fruit is what has really exploded my business because I find very few investors want to and here's the neat part, Joe. You just got to reach your hand up just a little bit. I'm not talking – I don't want to go to the top of the tree where the realtors are and chase that kind of fruit. I just want the stuff in the middle. And you would be surprised how many people just want to sell their house and move on. They just want a little more attention. And the number one tool you can chase these people down with is the phone. And we talk about all this great technology. It's really just the phone. So I've learned in the last six months – how to recruit quality salespeople to work with you and how to kind of duplicate yourself. Because once you can figure out and do this kind of the, you know, you're very good with systems and stuff, but I can't close everybody at this rate. It's impossible. It's, it's literally impossible. And then if I'm going to do the low hanging fruit, I literally run out of people in my local market because it's not that big. I mean, it's 150,000 people. You could go through them in six months. Right. So we found a way to constantly keep the pipeline full. The other beautiful benefit of the mid-level fruit, and I know you're aware of this and, and probably some of your students, is we have a phenomenal lead systems that we work with our realtors. And we've gotten so good with it, we actually moved a realtor um, in-house because we give them so many leads on it. It's funny. I've talked to so many people that are doing that, doing really, really well with that. So uh, just to let you know, it's, I'm not going to kind of get the whole realtor thing. And um, I, you know, my wife's a, a realtor, and I'm, I'm lucky she runs that side of the business and manages it. But um, you can command a marketing fee without getting in the legalities. I'm not a realtor. If you have somebody on your team that's a realtor, it's much easier to get paid. 
and you just want to make sure you do it the right and correct way, but ask your realtor what they'll pay for a hot lead to list a property. Yep. Okay. We get up to 40%. Yeah, that's good. Especially if you could maybe even set up an appointment, right? Yeah. And, uh, Listen, we, you know, work with your local realtors on a lot of them. We'll go in there. Um, we have a market, one of the local markets in them, and where I live, they're all very high in properties. When they call us, our plan, because we've learned over history, we go into the appointment with a realtor. So we have an investor and a realtor right there. So we can switch house, hats right away. But we just did one. It was almost a $700,000 house. And it didn't work out, you know, they might not, but we knew the house would sell very quickly. We made an all cash offer. The wife's like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to call a local realtor. We have a realtor right here. Here's the CMA. They would sign a listing right there. They wouldn't sign a contract. And they walked out of that and it, they wound up selling the house for, I think, 640. And wow. we cut, yeah, the realtor got 3% and we got a 40%. I mean, it was, it paid for the marketing budget for the next six months. <laughs> and the neat That's part awesome. about it is I sometimes go in with a realtor and I find homeowners are much more apt to sign a listing. I don't know why, but they, they just feel comfortable. And sometimes if that listing doesn't work out, the realtor will walk us right back in and say, listen, Rick still has that offer. You might want to consider taking it. True. And they go, oh, that's a great idea. So um, I think, if you can ask quality questions as a brand new investor answering the phones, you'll do fine with it. If you don't have time to answer the phones, you got a job or something, I would highly recommend having somebody answer your phones. It takes a lot of stress off of you. And it's really, when you look at, if you were to hire a VA to do that for you or pay somebody on commissions to answer the phones live for you, you're going to spend the same amount of money, if not more, doing that. So and, just yeah, get an answering service. And that's the thing is we went through what's the most effective way we can do it. I love the day of screening and yeah, you leave a voicemail. Yeah, it's free, but I promise you it's costing you something. Can you think of any other business where they let somebody like leave a voicemail? It's, it's, it's we're a very unique business that we can get away with that. Well, um, that's a good point. <laughs> there isn't. Any it, so there is no other business. So it's like, I'm not asking you to put your life on hold, but you know, 300 bucks to have somebody answer the phones and load them up in the podio for you. By the time you consider chasing down the hangups and having a VA upload everything, I bet you it only cost you about 100 bucks more. And so still, though, you're calling them back as soon as possible, right? Usually within the hour. I mean, it's fast. And, and luckily, CMS lets me work with them. Like, here's the best part about it is, I can call, we called, I swear the two weeks, we called like four times a day to make sure we were getting what we paid for. And uh, I was very, very happy with the service. And they guaranteed to answer every call, never to put somebody on hold. And the key with an answering service, what they call the transition, you ever get it where you call saying, uh, Joe, we're go I'm going to collect some information. from, Or you know what they used to say is, all our sales reps are busy right now. Let me get some basic information and somebody will call you in 24 hours. And uh, I said, absolutely, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. So we came up with, you know, uh, you know, thank you call for, you know, Rick's investment, whatever you want. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? So we get their name right out of the way. And from there they said, hey, John, do you mind if I collect some information about your property to see how we can help you? And then it lets them ask like a series of questions. And then at the end, it was basically, um, I appreciate you calling, John. We'll have one of our property specialists call you back shortly to see what we can offer you. Thank you for calling, you know, Rick's Investments, whatever it is. You do not want an answering service to go, um, you know, everyone's busy at the moment. Let me get your information and I will forward the information to them. You want to make it seem like it's part of your company. And you got to push these companies to get it. I mean, I pushed. That's why I use CMS. They were the only company that would do it for me, them and Pat Live. Well, you're just basically giving them the script. Yeah, but you've you got to make sure they follow it really? and they're comfortable. Because remember, when, when a script um, populates automatically when the call comes in and then the agent's you know, reading it. And you know they're all in the U.S. I believe they are uh, 
located in Atlanta and Pat Live is in Tallahassee. That's why I recommend using somebody close to your geographical area. It just seems to uh, help. Okay. And then um, you can manage the minutes. But the thing is, I mean, even if what if you just did this? Say you're an investor and you just answer the phones from like 10 to 2 and then from like 2 to 8 p.m. you could do the answering service. It might cost you like 50 bucks a month to do it that way. Yeah. If, if you value your time and maybe you've got like a lot of kids sporting stuff and you can't handle that call, come up with a script and do it that way. I, I think I, I kick myself for not doing this earlier, Joe. I really do. It's made that big of a difference in my business. Well, and this matches right along really nicely with what I teach in my automated wholesaling system, um, pre-screening these leads, getting them to a wholesaler that's partnering with you on these deals. So I totally agree. Let's talk about follow-up, Rick. Okay. You got leads that say no. What do you do? Uh, you know, they're just not motivated enough to sell their house. They're they're stonewalling you. They're just hey, come at the house, come to the house and look at. It. I'm not going to give it away. Just come over and look at it, and make an offer. Well, part of this is working with a team, and uh, I don't believe any real estate investor should just go out on what I call a naked appointment. Like, say you get so excited, someone calls and you go, hey, when can I come out and see the house? Well, why don't you come out tonight at six o'clock? Okay, I'll be there at five thirty. Um, you're setting yourself up for disaster (laughs) on that one. You you need to qualify and decide who's going to, I only want to go if I I have a high probability of writing a contract on the spot or setting up one of my real estate team members to get a listing. The bottom line is I'm going out there if someone wants to liquidate a house. Okay. But how do we do with the follow-up? We initially, we have to categorize them. So let's say, though, they're in the category of not motivated. You're not going to go out in the appointment. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to set up on a uh, just a simple autoresponder, although email I don't like nearly as much as the text message, but I have found out the hard way. The text message, you know, you got to be careful because you can really upset people with text messages because... People are highly responsive to text messages, and I find the emails, a lot of it winds up in the junk mail. Okay. And the problem with like an autoresponder with like an AWeber or like a chimp mail, they have to opt in. You're going to find most of them won't opt in because they, they assume you're just going to hammer them. Yeah. So that, that takes an email out of your system. So now you go to text. I can promise you if you text them 48 hours after you leave them, unless you even have an inclination, they're probably going to block you. So then that takes the text away. So what, what does that leave you? It leaves you the phone. So if I have someone that's ice, I call it ice. They're cold. They're not responsive. But one of my qualifying questions is how soon are you looking to get rid of the house or sell the house? Mm-hmm. If they say, you know, 90 days, I'm going to keep them on my list. I don't care. I mean – because I can't tell you how many deals they started out that way, and then six months later they changed. I've done it. You know, this is I. I just I feel like it's a mission. I worked on a lady. It took me fourteen months, but we bought six houses from her, and we picked away at a house every other month. It was so painful, and I I think about some of the calls I did, and I started out and I trained my team to keep following up with her. She was really hard to get responses from. So she was initially in her ICE category, but I knew she had to sell due to a uh, foreclosure. So I, if you know if somebody has to sell due to an extenuating circumstance, just because they say they want a million dollars for the house, I don't take them off my list. If you tell me, Joe, I got to sell my house in 90 days, I got to figure this out, I'm going to keep you on the radar. Sure. I'm not taking you off. So I'm still going to try the email and the text. But in the end, I'm going to start out, if they're really, really ice cold, I'm going to put them on a 30-day follow-up. What about mail? Are you sending any direct mail to them or any kind of follow-up letter campaigns? Um, A simple little uh, thank you letter is absolutely everything. And it's just a handwritten. uh, It says thank you on the outside. I I think my wife gets them from Walmart. And we just, we put our business card in there. Listen, I really appreciate it. 
The other key factor, it is a little cold when you send them a text, you know, you're going to take my offer. Um, just a thank you in a text means everything to people. And uh, if you know how to work those emojis, which I have no idea, <laughs> yeah, people love it. it just, it's like, man, they went out of their way to uh, do that. But uh, a thank you in the form of a text. Um, I, now, I saw another technique from a, a buddy of mine who does, uh, I don't even know how you do it. They do the, uh, I think it's called like the send me cards or something like that, where you can actually put like a picture. Yeah, send, like out, a, like, send like out cards. A, yeah, and I know I think that's a dynamite way to break the ice. But if I know you need to sell that house, I'm not going to go away. I'm just going to come up, come around. And I can't tell you how many people tell me, Rick, you're the most persistent person I've ever heard on a phone. And I always come back with them, Joe, I need to help you out. I'm going to be here when it all settles, the smoke settles. I'm going to be here to help you out with your house. And we just keep going. I mean, I've dealt with probates that, you know, some of the probates take a year. And we contact them first, we get them, and then you have to keep some sort of communication with them. Right. No, you can't do constant contact. It doesn't work. I will tell you this phone is everything. So we'll send them a thank you, uh, either a thank you letter and a text. And then I've got them scheduled as a task in my Podio account within 30 days. Now, these are ice, by the way. These are really cold. I got to give them a little bit of time. So I wait four weeks and then we reach out and say, hey, Joe, I'm just trying to see if we've made a decision where you're going forward with the house. And then said, listen, we said 90 days and I'm listening to see if they've listed the house. And they go, well, you know, I got it. My wife told me I need to be realistic. And then we start pounding away. And sometimes, quite frankly, I'll send the realtor out there. I don't care. Realtor's right. on my team. Right. And then I'll let her go through all the pomp and circumstance. And once in a blue moon, the realtor will call us from there like, come on out here with a contract. I think we can get a deal. And I'm happy to pay the realtor to do that legwork for me. Nice. Now, if they say, Rick, I need a day or two to think about it, then we use the regular protocol. We're all over. You know, <laughs> we're in front of the house. But I highly recommend... The follow-up is everything. I love the, the low-hanging fruit, but the mid-level fruit is all about the follow-up. The number one tool you can do with follow-up, it's the phone. Yeah. And the problem is, would you agree it's much easier to sell anybody while you're standing in front of them? Oh, yeah. You always make more money at the belly button to belly button. Correct. Because you can what? You can read. You can look at their body posture. You can look into their eyes. You can hear... You know, you can see facial features with tonalities. You can see if someone's leaning over their shoulder telling them what to say, you can, and you can eliminate distractions. So I tell you what, Lo, I have learned that you can sell a whole lot more properties over the phone than you can in person. And that's why my push is on the phone. I, I just think if you can figure out the phones and go through a scripted program and learn how to sell people, and I found out this thing with phones. And this is true in person. And, and tell me if I'm right or wrong. <clears throat> Most people who think, say they give you objection. Like, Joe, that's just, I, I can't take that. Your price is too low. That, that's not an objection. It's a complaint. You don't need to overcome it. <laughs> and the problem is most beginning investors, they try to overcome complaints. Yeah. Yeah. Most complaints just need to be complimented. Like, you know, John, I know the price is a little bit low, but remember, there's no closing costs, there's no realtor fees, and I'm closing this next Friday for you. Let's go ahead and get the papers signed. And that's all we do on phones. We just keep redirecting and go back. And once we figured out the difference between an objection and a complaint, the light bulb went off. And there's very, very few objections when you get down to it. And most of the time, you just reiterate the question, you pat them on the back, and you go back through and, and you know, get them to move forward. There is a guy, do you remember Dan Duran? Oh, yeah, very well. Um, I don't know what he's doing these days. It was Richard Roop and Dan Duran, Dan the marketing man, and he talked a lot about that. It was so good. just reminded me of that. You smile, you, you call them by name, you acknowledge their objection, and you turn it around with another question. Correct. But you'll find a lot of times... The objection is nothing more than a complaint. And, I, and I learned this from watching my realtors. They're like, she goes, oh, my gosh. It's like that price is too high when they're buying a house. It's like she goes, you know what? But you're such a classy girl. You deserve it. And that, it's like, yeah. And then they go, oh, yeah. I was like, 
And so a lot of times we have to do that as investors. We just turn around just if you do that in person and it's like, man, motivated sellers, they have not, I mean, they have tons of complaints and you just got to kind of get them. Sometimes you got to grab them, kind of go, listen, I'm here to help you out. You know, I'm all about creating a win-win situation, but that mid-level fruit, I'm telling you, if everyone can just dive in and take the phones, and I know this is like, it's not a real sexy piece of technology, but you can listen, figure out how to do it yourself, and then train others to be like you, and then cut them in on the cut them in on the deal. So now I'm closing deals that I'm not even talking to customers, and the customers are ecstatic and we've stepped it up everybody we either buy or sell a house with leaves us a video testimonial period end of story and you know who does that for me my closing agent really oh yeah i go hey why they're there can you just get a testimonial for me and sometimes we're there or like one of my guys are out there and everyone's got it on their phone and it just makes it that much easier for us that's a great idea and it also helps you Make sure everyone's you know satisfied and they're happy. And nine times out of ten, that's when they're most susceptible to giving you any type of endorsement. It's when they're getting a check, so they're really happy. Well, so. it also protects you against any kind of complaints or lawsuits in the future. And it right? protects your realtor and it protects your title company. That's good. All right, listen, I know you're running out of time here, and I want to ask you about the list real quick, Rick. Um, what kind of list do you like to pull when you do this mailing? Um, when I'm pulling, I, I know, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you this, this focus on like absentee owner right now yeah. is, I, I mean, if you're pulling absentee owner lists, I, I, I think it's, it's the wrong move in this market. I'm just in my market. I can tell you these guys are pounded hard, really hard. Like suddenly what's wrong with a homeowner? home owner occupied property. I mean, there's some of the most motivated people in the world. Um, I would tell you this, I would not differentiate between absentee and homeowner occupied. That would by far be my biggest first tip. Interesting. So you're targeting homeowners that have owned the house a long time or have a lot of equity. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, you know, I like 10 years plus, um, high equity. I mean, we go, you know, 40, 50%, something like that, that that's a great starting area. Um, one of my, my key, I'll, I'll just give you a freebie here. Okay. And, and by the way, if you go to uh, Joe likes HW postcards.com, um, I have a basic product and I actually have an entire course on how to get the most kick butt list you'll ever get. And I, I put in three or four tactics in there that I know nobody else uses. Yeah. But anyways, um, we talk about demographics. We don't care how much they make. We don't care where they work. The one key feature I found out is I don't buy houses from people under the age of like 48, 49, maybe even 50 yeah. on direct mail. I just They all come off my website. They're going to come off Craigslist, the people under the age of 50. So if you, if you need to trim your list down and say you're on a little bit more of a budget, um, you can go under list source, listability, and under demographics, you can set your age criteria and see how much of a difference that makes. That's amazing. Yeah, our buddy that we were talking about before, Tom Kroll, talks about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but, but you know what? You just kind of, after you keep X amount of stats, I'm like, man, I haven't seen a young guy in here yet. It's <laughs> like, and then, you know, your title company go, yeah, it's all that Craigslist crap you bring in. Those guys come in, they're a real pain in the butt. I go, you know, it's kind of true. I, I didn't really think about that. But there's an exception to the rule. But, you know, after three or 400 closings, you just go, have we ever bought a house from anyone under the age of 50 off of a direct mailer? You know, what's interesting is we did oh, about 5,000 postcards to regular homeowners where there was no sale date in the county records. Wow. So if you go in and you pull out all of the people that bought a home before you know, over 15 years ago, these people would not be in that list, okay, because there is no sale date in the county records. So we went through and actually downloaded every single property record and pulled up the ones that did not have a sale date on them. And we mailed them, and sure enough, not one single seller who called had ever received a postcard from anybody else. We were the first investors that they had ever called. And 
it was very interesting too because all of these properties they've owned for over since before they started keeping records on this stuff, right? Because the the sale dates they didn't start recording those or making them available in the public record until I don't know the last thirty forty years. So none of them they they had all owned their homes free and clear. None of them had a mortgage on them, and they had a ton of deferred maintenance, and they were all elderly. Wow. And it was great. The, the one problem we had, though, is that they really didn't have any motivation or reason to sell. And so it, we found that it's a longer sales cycle with them, right? There, there is a lot of follow-up. But the coolest thing it was is that we know when they decide to sell that they're either going to call us or a realtor to sell. And so it's, it's important to keep that follow-up with them totally. But it was yeah. amazing to me. They had never gotten any letters from anybody else. And to be honest with you, with, with, with the CRM technology these days, it was something like Podio in the old days. I would have struggled with this task, chasing people sure. down for a year. Oh, yeah. I mean, we used to do it in Excel spreadsheets when I started. I'm like, it, it was just a lot of work. So it, it's kind of foolproof if you have a good CRM system, you can do things like this. But We've got to be careful not to just try to completely eliminate phones. I mean, my favorite thing was somebody enters a lead on a website, give me 50 grand for it, you know what it's worth, you sign a contract, it's done. I mean, if every deal was like that, I would never use the phone, but it's not. And I think we've got to go back to some simple tactics of just answering the phone. I, I can't tell you how many times I've had a student where they're like, my phone's ringing, what do I do? <laughs> Call them. Yeah. Call them, you know, just call them, just go through your script and be, you don't have to have every answer. And that's, you know, we get such an, and you'll find when they, once someone gets through 50 or a hundred calls, their, their confidence goes way up. And it's like, listen, they're not going to hurt you. Even the ones that yell at you, I get this hugest grin when someone chews me out on a phone call because I know I'm that much closer to getting a deal mm-hmm. period. So, uh, man, the phones, the, 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 you got to you got to start answering the phones and get and get that mid-level fruit. Now Rick, Joe likes hwpostcards.com. You give some free uh information on there and some of the scripts that you work with. But um in your handwritten postcard system, you teach about that as well, don't you? Isn't there an upsell somewhere in that process where somebody can get more training from you on on what to say to sellers and how to talk to them? Yeah, and the neat thing about it is I actually walk through a module where I have you look over my shoulder and I actually go into, um, actually I go into, I, I believe I use list source on that one and I walk you through how to pick each category and, and how to do it and some couple little tricks to the trade. And I believe I have five modules within that video and I show five different techniques starting from stripping down the homer occupied to, you know, some some secret tactics we use. I mean, the, the database is really available to everybody. So you, if you can find a way to get that information and, um, you know, I had Rob Swanson. I said, Rob, you know, test what I do, take your current mailings and do it. And Rob's like, man, the stuff you taught me and, you know, Rob's been doing this a lot longer than I have. And yeah. he says, I, I mean, the phones blew up on that, that list. And, and that was off of a postcard. So it doesn't matter if you do, you can do the handwritten postcard, you can do the yellow letter. I don't care, but always remember this. Your mailers are dependent on the quality of the list you get, meaning you can send out the perfect mailer, but if your list is no good, it's not going to work. So we came up with that as an upgrade product because that was the number one question after I came out with it. How do you do a list, Rick? And so I said, okay, let's, let, me, let me just show them how I do it. Be, I, I want everyone to hit it out of the park with it. So I walk you through, show you how to get a killer list, how to do it in your market, and uh, show you how to integrate it into the handwritten postcard system. But you can use any other system. It'll work with any of them. Yeah. Well, this is very good, Rick. As, as usual, uh, you deliver the goods. I'm looking at this course actually right now, and I highly recommend it. It's dirt cheap. I mean, you're crazy to say no to this. And it's a lot of value, tremendous amount of value. If you guys want more information, you go to JoeLikesHWPostcards.com. JoeLikesHWPostcards.com. And by the way, if those of you interested in the link, 
Rick, you talked before about CMS, and their website is continentalmessage.com. Is that right? Um, yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but um, yeah, you know, Pat, that's who I use. And then, uh, you know, Pat Live's been around a long time, and they're they're out of Tallahassee, Florida. They're just they're a little pricier. Good, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is um, continentalmessage.com. If anybody's interested in looking at that. But you know, go to that website I gave you and get this get the script and some of the more more information from Rick on the kinds of questions you want to make sure that your call center are asking them the right questions. It's really important. Yeah, and if if anyone has any questions or they need any more information, um, they can get a hold of me at flipwithrick.com. Yes, flipwithrick. I'm going to put that in the show notes here. Flipwithrick.com. Cool. Hey, thanks again, Rick. Everybody, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to get the show notes and these websites if you're listening in your car. And uh, we'll give you these links in the show notes at realestateinvestingmastery.com. When you get there, just do a search in the search box for Rick, and you'll see the two podcasts that we have here with Rick. And if you've not listened to number one, go listen to that, and you'll be well on your way. Rick, this has been very good. I appreciate it. Awesome, Joe. I appreciate being on the show. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye.